0: Hello, and happy Saturday, goblins. Here to talk a little D&D? Maybe learn some player secrets? We'll lay down those weapons, take off that armor. It's time to disengage. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our next episode of Disengage. Today, we have a player from our most uh, recent new show um, on our all-girl game. So we have Ash here today. Hello. (laughs) So first and foremost, what I ask everybody is how long have you been playing um, either D&D or any other, other system?
1: Uh, D&D is my first tabletop game. I started playing about a year ago, actually, to this month. Oh, OK.
0: <laughs> so not super long.
1: <laughs> no, I'm very new to it, but I love it a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how much have you dug into it yet? Like all of the different um, rules and different um, you
1: know character types and all that. Um, well, I don't. I don't I haven't played a lot like (laughs) physically with people because uh, it's hard to find people to play with IRL but I have a I've played a couple campaigns online and I've just I love making characters so I have like a a a rogues gallery of backup characters (laughs) (laughs) of different classes and everything so I love making characters so much
0: awesome I'm actually glad you brought that up because one of the things um, do you have a favorite character
1: can you describe them if so Uh, let's see favorite character I've made would probably be my uh, wizard her name is Valora she's a divination wizard she's like just beautiful goth black and green hair (laughs) Um, and after I like I love the the divination wizard uh, like abilities and stuff. It's so cool. So much fun to mess with the DM when you get to change uh, <laughs> roles and stuff.
0: <laughs> Have you um, found that your character creation process has changed as you over the past year or that, you know, the first character you created is like very different from
1: your most recent
0: character you've created?
1: Oh yeah. When I first started making characters, I was like, how can I make this the best, like the best bard possible? But I'm just kind of like, how do I make this the most interesting character possible? Okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, emphasis on fun or emphasis kind of on uniqueness, you know, interaction with a party with what's going on, not necessarily like power, but, um, yeah, just a interesting or fun is there a distinction there
1: um kind of both I, I of course want to have a character that i like to play um but i also want it to be someone that other characters will like to interact with uh yeah. so i try and make it a, a good mix of both just interesting but also a little fun to play
0: <laughs> so all these characters that you've created they're kind of on hand so would you if a campaign was coming up um do you try to find out then which one of those is the best fit or how do you have you ever created a character for campaign, or are they all just creator, characters you're creating and you're waiting for that bright moment?
1: Um, I think the the first character I've created for campaign was actually for the game that we played uh okay, so Sakura was absolutely. <laughs> Just one that I had to make for the campaign. Because like, I don't want to play a monk. I haven't made a monk yet. Let's do that. Okay. Um, but usually it's kind of like, I, w- I w- like finding out what other uh, classes we have. And I like pick and choose which would put best for our roster. Like, I don't want to have, have too many clerics or too many, uh, too many wizards, anything like that. So I try to just pick which one will work better. Okay. <laughs> have you, um, would you change anything about that character, now, if you could? Um, I might have given her a different uh, magical item, <laughs> if no <normal> was <laughs> okay. going into it. Because I, <laughs> I gave her what was called a bag of tricks.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and you pull a little furry ball out of the bag and toss it, and it becomes uh, a random animal. Oh. Uh, based on a chart, like you roll, I think it was a d8 or something, and whatever okay. number you get, it correlates to an animal. And uh, <laughs> thinking back <laughs> that's kind of a weird <laughs> item choice but I was like you know what that sounds fun that could it lead to some fun interactions let's do that but it never came up so I'm kind of right. sad about that <laughs> <laughs> what is this this animal get like an attack or is it just there to
0: like does it follow your commands like what yes does it yes do? okay uh
1: I think it it'll do whatever you'd like it to I think uh it's been a while since I looked at the uh the stats for that <laughs> but I just thought it'd be funny to have
0: that is funny <laughs> Well, it was called what again?
1: The Bag of Tricks.
0: Bag of Tricks. Yeah. See, and you wouldn't expect an animal to come out of something titled Bag of Tricks, <laughs> per se. <laughs> so how do you approach um, role playing? Is there a particular
1: way you do that or get ready for it or anything like that? Um, well, I do a lot of watching Critical Role. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to get in that kind of headspace where I'm going to be with a bunch of different people and try and think of things not as myself, but as how the character would see things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I first start playing, usually like every session, I'm like still in my own headspace. But as the, uh, the session goes on, I usually get better about reacting to things as the character I'm playing. Does uh,
0: the, Do the people you're playing with make a difference i mean when you talk about critical role you know like they've been playing for years and they're really good friends and everything and the game that you know we just did um the scrying pool with the the raptors uh, i think you you knew like one person in there
1: yeah <laughs> so <that's laughs> only So <do> <laughs> um i don't think so i still try to do what i can to be good at, at role playing with other people uh, no matter who i'm playing with
0: okay so you don't get nervous or anything. Oh,
1: I would not say that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> definitely. I'm. I think you can probably tell on the recording. I was silent for like the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> I was so nervous.
0: <laughs> probably the most quiet.
1: Oh my <laughs> gosh!
0: Not a, not a big deal. So you still? Um, I mean, your character still shown very brightly. Uh, those, <laughs> those guns, my favorite. <laughs> oh. Um. So. This is a fun question, I think. <laughs> how many consecutive hours is too much? Like, how many hours is too many hours of D&D in a row?
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's a hard question to answer. Because I think once you get, like, a good flow going, you definitely do want to keep playing and playing, and it's hard to stop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there is too much D&D. I mean, <laughs> even when we were playing our session, I was like, oh, I want to keep playing. I want to see what happens next. What do I do? <laughs>
0: So you don't think there's at any point where like the creative joy juices just
1: kind of stop flowing? I think if everyone's had a good amount of sleep and they're feeling good and they're still playing, I think we can just keep going, we can keep going. Uh, maybe for the DM, it's probably harder, but for players, I know it's, it's a lot of fun just to keep playing and playing and playing.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you are playing off of each other. So, it, you mm-hmm. know, if, that's where the creative juices really come from. It's not necessarily uh, something you just always have to have on you. You're, you're going to be bouncing that off of everybody. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to shout out your your art. Um, oh, thank you. Go follow Ash Pyre Art. Is that correct? Yes. On Twitter, um, P Y R E. Um, does your how much does D and D influence your art or vice versa?
1: Um gosh, I'd say it's vice versa. <laughs> I have been drawing for such a long time, but uh D&D the the characters that you can create and the different like races and how they look, it's definitely been helping my art grow a lot. Uh oh, awesome. I'm terrible at drawing dragonborns but i am getting <laughs> better i was like oh maybe i should try and draw Zakora for uh, the, the the game and i tried and i was like oh that looks terrible we'll keep practicing <laughs> but it's it's definitely been helping and i love creating like little uh reference sheets for all my characters i've only drawn a few of them my uh my rogues gallery of characters i have on hand but <laughs>
0: It's really cool. I I'm sure that um does help get you in character a little bit. Absolutely. Have you gotten to draw anybody else's characters?
1: Uh, no, I have not. I've been trying to draw some characters for a campaign that I might be running with my friends at home. Um, cool. But again, one of them's a dragonborn, and it's been trying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it the scales or like what is it? It's
1: probably the face structure. Uh, I'm not good at drawing animals in general (laughs) like uh, one of the first characters I played for D&D ever was a tabaxi her name was Opal and learning how to draw cat faces was so much fun but also so irritating
0: (laughs) I'm sure especially when you're doing that mix of it's not like a cat cat it's a tabaxi (laughs) Mm -hmm. like how do you marry that and not it look like some freaky CGI thing
1: Right right absolutely
0: so your little twitter uh bio um says you're into video games
1: oh yes
0: <laughs> so does any of your experience with video games has any of that informed your D experience
1: hmm i'd say absolutely i definitely pull uh like archetypes from video game characters um one of my my bard actually, his name is Charming, and he's a tiefling. Charming, um, I love that. <laughs> he's an absolute garbage man. I love him. <laughs> um, but a lot of his uh, appearance was kind of based loosely on the character The Outsider from the Dishonored series. Okay, I have no clue about any of that. <laughs> um, but that's that's definitely something that I do a lot, which I take either appearances or archetypes from different characters and kind of mesh them all together to create one character. Gotcha. Cool.
0: So to really, I guess, um, do all of your kind of fandoms intertwine or do you really try to keep them separate?
1: Mm, Like, how
0: do you mean? Um, like how much are you, like if you're focused on, on like D&D, like do you, are you thinking about anything else? Or when you're thinking about your art, are you thinking about anything else? Which I guess for art, for sure. But when you're playing video games, are you thinking about anything else or just video games kind of like?
1: I'd say all of it kind of intertwines. I love all that stuff. I love video games, d d books, comic books. Um, and it, it all influences what I do in my day-to-day life. (laughs) Um, Especially with my art, I try to pick up whatever I can from all the media that I consume and it definitely does help uh, keep the creative juices flowing and help keep my art feeling more fresh.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, one of the the themes that I've brought up in a few of the interviews in the past has been, you know, like D&D is like escapism. So sometimes I imagine people go in and, and it's just whole body mind just dnd you know what i mean <laughs> um, but then sometimes you're playing with it and like if you listen to hottest club uh you know our first show on dan goblin it's like it's a lot of outside real life chatter like they're bringing in movies that are from real life and referencing those and um so there's very different ways to experience dnd i guess um, mm-hmm. so i'm always interested in how people experience it and you know if they're bringing in other things or they're just kind of going into it um, as a whole different world so
1: I see yeah I feel like if a lot of the games that I've played have always been like lighthearted and funny and we're trying to make each other laugh and stuff like that so we definitely bring in uh pop culture references (laughs) (laughs) I feel like depending on the vibe of the campaign or the game it would definitely change how I go into it um, uh-huh. But all the time, it's just been a lot of fun, and we're trying to make each other laugh and have a good time.
0: <laughs> so have you had any negative d d experiences, and in particular, um, negative as being a woman?
1: Um, no, actually, I've been very blessed to have a great group of friends who love D&D, who are all wonderful people, great feminist people. Um Woo. All the, yeah, all the guys in my group have been great, very welcoming. They've been asking me to DM stuff for them, like Vampire the Masquerade and uh, D&D, because they haven't played it in their group yet. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never, never had that experience, thankfully. Um, okay. I've been hanging out with some pretty great people. Awesome.
0: That's what you got to do you got to find those great people. Mm-hmm. So have you, have you DM'd yet before?
1: I have not. This is my first time DMing okay. for them, so I'm very nervous.
0: <laughs> I was going to say because it's only been a, like a year for you, and right. like, I've been somewhat playing for like two years, and I just would never. James has spread it up a couple of times, and I'm like, I mean, I have some ideas, but I don't know. I don't feel like I know the mechanics well enough yet, and this and that. Um, how are you approaching starting this game?
1: Well, the best part about DMing this game is that none of the players have played D and D either. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They've uh, they've the all trick. played, yeah, they've all played like uh different tabletop games, but not d and d proper gotcha. so uh, my little my little brother is actually a pretty experienced d m with his group, so I always go to him for advice, and he's been very helpful with that, I'm very grateful for him um and I just i love world building, I love character building, like I have this this whole cast of characters that i I'm so excited to show them. Hopefully they get to see them. Um, (laughs) And I'm just, I'm so excited with all aspects of creating this D and D world. And I hope that I'm a good fit for a DM.
0: (laughs) So, well, that's a question. What, what do you think makes somebody a good fit for a DM? Do you think it's something anybody
1: can do or. I think if you're passionate about what you're doing and you're enjoying doing what you're doing, I think anybody could be a great DM. Uh, it does take a lot of knowledge and memorization of how to play the game and stuff like that. But I think if you want to do it, you should do it. Try it. See how you like it. If you like doing it, chances are your players will like how you do it, too. And and I, I think I've maybe read this um, a few from a few people before, but
0: I'm sure there's probably fits, you know, like friendship fits like dm and player fits i'm sure mm-hmm. that maybe that if you don't work well with one group you might work well with another group
1: absolutely that could be it too some people want different things from DD, and it's great to have communication with your players to see what that is
0: right so you did you've done um a lot of world building a lot of character building what about the like storyline um how much focus is there on on that
1: um well right now while they're getting there their feet wet in the D&D world. Um, I'm going to have it be simple, little little storylines that focus in different towns, but I w- also want to see how they want to interact with the world, because of course I could... Yeah. Right now we're still in the building stages and half the players haven't come up with their own backgrounds yet, so we're still learning. Um, but once I find out everything about their characters, I kind of want to intertwine their backgrounds into the story as best that I can. And see what they want from it. Um, I'm not sure if they want like a big bad end game kind of game or just like an everyday, you know, chilling out in the D&D world kind of game. Yes,
0: gotcha. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Are you using any um, world building sites or anything? Roll 20 or what have you?
1: Um, I actually haven't been using any sites for world building. I just kind of have a Google doc full of my ideas mm-hmm. and stuff that I jot down. Um, I've been looking into stuff like that, but... It's, uh, it's a lot. Um, James was
0: doing some uh, detailed like map making and, and um, world building um, on roll 20 earlier today for Endless the <laughs> Night 2 uh, coming up. Uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he spent hours and hours like making this beautiful, these beautiful rooms.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Map, uh, map making is the hardest part, I think, for me.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but he said it was it was really helpful to him as he was uh, figuring out the plot and everything as he was doing mm-hmm. that. So I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, so I have one more question for you. Okay. If you had your own d d podcast, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. I probably would make it a podcast about Wow, that's a very hard question. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably just make it a podcast full of friends who love D&D, who love doing what they do, um, and try and spread the game of D&D as far as I can with my audience and just have p- play a game of people having a good time. Uh I don't think I have one set thing for it, but I would definitely just try and make it a group of friends having a good time.
0: Yep. That's really what it is all about. That's definitely what we're doing here. So (laughs) Uh, we definitely hope you'll join us for a future game, um, whether it's uh, Raptor Rampage part two or not.
1: (laughs) I would love to. I love D and D so much. I would play it every day if I could.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in retirement,
1: right? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Nonstop, old grandma sitting in the time at home just looking at my player's handbook like what can i make today <laughs> i've seen, seen
0: pictures online of like players being like i just taught my grandmother how to make their her first character and i'm like that's oh, so
1: cute that's so cute that would be me
0: <laughs> you could be teaching um young ones
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely
0: awesome well thank you so much for joining us on
1: this little disengaged episode Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun.
0: Thank you for listening to Disengaged. I'm producer Erica, and I hope to catch you next time.